In a world of bus schedules and business calls, sidestep into a realm of Koigyu casting in Klingons. Okay, people, get your geek on. It's March 17th, 2012, and you're listening to episode 32 of Knit One Geek 2. I'm Karen. And I'm Maggie. And we're coming to you from ba- a, bar a bar at the end, end of the, the universe. universe. Happy yeah. St. Patrick's Day. Please. Now, exactly which bar at the end of the universe is up to you. And Maggie we- and I each have our own. Yes. <laughs> and just a word to the wise, we have consumed alcohol. Are consuming we alcohol. are consuming alcohol. And we've placed another order for alcohol. Not like crazy amounts of alcohol. No. But we cannot entirely promise we will not end this podcast by drunkenly singing Danny Boy. And just for anybody who is concerned, we are in the studio, which is my home. So it's not like we're doing this at a bar somewhere, surrounded by Scottish or Irish... What the hell am I talking about? Surrounded by Irish men of questionable morals. Though that sounds like a really fun idea right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, hey, I know a place where the entire wait staff, men, include, men included, wear kilts. Moving on with the, the knitting-type yarn stuff that is not alcohol-related. Adventures in knitting! Yeah, I'm gonna get totally smashed silly. <laughs> I, I may not be drunk, but I'll get silly. We, we both apparently, for the the stars were in alignment tonight, so we both showed up, we had both made cookies. So if the alcohol doesn't kill us, the sugar will. Alcohol buzz plus sugar high. Oh dear. So, oh my god, there's going to be some kind of crash. So on a boo point, I had to frog the oven dim. Oh no. Because I found as I was going, I'd, I'd already gone a couple of inches into the band at the bottom, which involved cable twists every eight stitches or something like that the whole way around. Mm-hmm. I found out about two inches into it that I'd been doing the cable, half of the cables the wrong way. Oh dear. Yeah. At which point I'm looking at it going, okay, let's be zen with this. It is not Right. Let's frog it. I don't feel like casting it on. I am taking that as a message from the universe that this is not the time. Yeah, sometimes the the universe just gives you that message and you have to listen. Yeah, sometimes the universe gives you a clue by four in the back of the head. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, the Evan Dim has been frogged. The yarn is still hanging around in my my knitting bag as if it's like looking at me going, Knit me? Knit me, please? Please? I promise I'll be good this time. I don't care. I I think part of it is I don't want to count all the cast on again. Oh, yeah. I want to do a bunch of... I want to do little projects for a little while. And in that vein... Well, you did just finish a, a sweater. Yeah, I did so, just yeah. finish a sweater. I was high on the sweater, and I was going for the second sweater, and I tripped at the first hurdle, mm-hmm. and that that broke the uh, the caden- the spell. Yes. So to speak. Broke the cadence. Broke the cadence. da 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 bum Yeah. Speaking of cadence, this is what I've been working on. Instead of my second Watson sock, I have cast on this is with Volmice that I was sent in a Christmas swap. And Cadence is almost a full calf. Yeah, this is the Cadence sock. Yeah, that goes up really high. Yeah. Wow. That is so pretty. That was found on I want to touch, but I'm not going to fondle your leg. Whatever. I'm drunk. But I'm not that drunk. Drunk and easy? Yeah. It consists of what would originally look like a bunch of, it, they're not even proper cables. You do not need a cable needle to knit this sock. It looks really complicated. It is not. Yep, it's mock cables using eyelets and decreases. Right. And every once in a while, every few rows, one of the cables looks like it's gone off on a drunken tangent and swooshes over to the... The next the, row of the, ca- column of cables. Yeah, the next column of cables. It's actually kind of cool. It looks really neat. And I don't know if it was the collection, the perfect storm of 
my very first time knitting with Volmice or the pattern, but I couldn't put this thing down. I just kept going and going, and yeah, it has three charts that I have to keep track of, but it was just really easy to keep track of once you got going. You sort of got into the zone. Yeah, I did. I got into the zone, and... I'm past the heel, because this one is top down. I'm past the heel. I've just finished the gussets, and now I'm working on the foot, which we all know, my foot, that won't that long. Yeah, no. Yeah, Cadence is making me quite happy. And it looks really pretty. Is this the... I'm trying to remember. The, this, this is called Neptune. Yeah. It's a gorgeous... Teal. Tealy. This is the one you threatened... Green. This is the one you threatened to put down your shirt. And I still might, because, oh my god, that's pretty. Yeah, I'm really happy with it. I've heard people, somebody say they don't know what the big deal is about Volmice because it's not very soft. Well, you know what? That may be true, but it's not scratchy either. Yeah, it's not. I'm, like, I'm fondling the ball right now. Yeah, I've got... Fondling your balls! Well, I've only got one ball to fondle at the moment. <laughs> we should so make a drinking game for tonight. Anyways. <laughs> I don't think playing a drinking game is a good idea when you're already... <laughs> Inventing a drinking game while you're yeah. already, you Imbibing. know, not sober. Probably not a good idea. I found one, though, for Middle Earth. Drank every time there's a close-up of the ring. Oh, God. You're <laughs> on the floor. Every By an hour into it. Drank every time somebody calls the ring precious. Okay, no, you'd be on the floor by <laughs> 30 minutes into it. Regular edition, not extended. Drank every time a toque does something stupid. Alcohol poisoning by I 45 know. minutes in. Yeah, I know. Okay, so anyways. The thing about the Volmice, though, is that the colors are beautiful. I mean, I'm not going to go as far as to say that they're solid color, because you can see some variation in them. Yeah, there's but very slight darker areas. It's a variation that is so subtle, and the color is so rich. We're talking like Tony Stark kind of rich. We're talking stinking rich color. Yeah, this which is I love. gorgeous. And it shows off the stitch definition very well. The ball, you know, the yarn itself does not have a lot of loft and squoosh. Yeah, but it's that's, very dense. That means it holds the stitch really well. I have heard about some people saying it is kind of splitty. Because there it are is. a lot of little plies. It is. I've, I have found it just a teeny bit splitty. But for what I have gotten out of it, it's not the splittiest thing I've I mean, cotton has certainly been more splitty oh, yeah. than this. So there's the cadence. I have finished a Watson. And I am, as I have put on the group, I'm having severe um, second sock syndrome. So that's SSSS with Watson. Severe second sock syndrome. Okay, yes, four S's. Yeah. And I think that's just because I, I fell in love with the Volmice when I saw it. Because yeah. it had been buried for a little while, so... You can alternate the two. I know, but that's not normally what I do. And I feel like such a little whore. <laughs> a no oh, no! You're <laughs> using two projects at the same time. Oh, no! Yeah. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to play in between my two little lover boy socks. I'm going to finish off... Um, lover boy socks? Yeah, lover boy socks. That's what I should start naming socks that are each being done at the same time. But I'm, oh man, that's just so many connotations that socks went wrong. Way. So I'll finish off this cadence, do the second Watson, finish off the second cadence. I'll have two pairs of socks that are done. So, there we go. I have plans, but we'll wait until Cravings, Covets, and Crushes to explain what those are. Because I actually need the yarn to show up before I can do it. Yes, I that used, would be helpful. I used my gift card. Woohoo! I think uh, we mentioned on the podcast how we ordered from Blue Moon Fiber Arts. Yeah, a couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago. <laughs> like, we made the order and still hadn't... Oh, it turns out, because I was using the gift card that my mother had given me for Christmas. And the gift card was not going through. It was not going through. It was not going... And I'm like, what in the... I cannot hit the same glitch this many times after yeah. refresh. So I emailed in and I explained everything to them. And I gave them the, the number and I gave... 
gave them my mother's name because that's how they look up mm -hmm. who the gift certificates were bought for and stuff like that. And this turned out to be a sort of like scratching head problem for the IT person on the staff going, I don't get it. Why doesn't it work? Da -da -da -da. Eventually comes back that, Mother Dearest, I love you, but you put my email in my name in the name field when you applied for the gift certificate for me and my name in the email field. Oh, that was it. So it wasn't because of a computer system change or no. anything like that. Oh my god. I love my parents, but oh my god. Anyways. Fucking gift cards. How do they work? Yeah. So anyways, <laughs> they got it sorted out. We got the order actually made and I got a notice on the 12th, which was this past Monday, that the order was shipped. So at this point I'm like, gimme, 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 gimme. Where is it? Where is it? And of course... We can't track it. It's coming from the United States. It hasn't got yeah. tracking. Yada, yada, yada. You know. It's basic shipping, so there's no tracking on it. Pissy pants. Not that that would help. No. Stupid Canada Post. Customs. I'll get started in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, that's Adventures with Knitting McNettington with me. Where's my London Fog, damn it? I ordered it a while ago. <laughs> she placed an order with the barkeep upstairs, a.k.a. Admin Monkey. Okay, so my adventures in knitting. I should, you know, mention again in case anyone didn't notice it on our website or the Ravelry group or haven't, don't follow my personal Twitter account. Um, yeah, the reason there, there hasn't been a podcast for the last week <laughs> is because I realized last week after putting the other one up that, uh, no, if I wanted to take March break off, of podcasting because I won't have time. That means we can't record the Friday before. Yay! There's a London fog coming in. Yay! Thank you. The fog's say, rolling in. Say hi. Hi. Bye. <laughs> a cabana boy came and delivered drinks. Okay, so it's a cabana boy, not a monkey. And actually, fog is rolling in, like especially down by my house. Really? It was hugely foggy. So yeah. So uh, <laughs> this last week has been March break, <laughs> and March break is kind of crazy at the library. <laughs> Especially when um, one of the people who's doing quite a few programs dislocates their kneecap the week before March break. Ow. 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 Mega ow. Oh my god. Like, Lily, feel better. I don't know when you'll hear this, but... Yeah, we have great, great I know sympathy you're, for you. <laughs> I know you're still catching up on episodes, but Lily, I hope you feel better. <laughs> and then the person who was doing one of the same programs in a different location and was therefore supposed to take over a certain program on Wednesday. I, I stopped in at the branch closest to my house because I needed the color printer on my way to work at another location on Tuesday. And this person came in and she was like, um, I'm not going to be in today. Like, actually at work. I have shingles. She actually came in to tell you that? She came in to drop something off because she was doing a different program. Oh. She was, I think she was supposed to do like the Wii program that they were doing. So she had the controllers that okay. she was dropping off. Okay. Sterilize those buggers? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Trust me. We have hand sanitizer all over the place. The library. So not only did, luckily, was I there when my boss called that location <laughs> to let the head librarian there know. Um, so she could ask me to get to work that day an hour earlier really? than usual because this other person was supposed to open. OMG. <laughs> And she's like, uh, are you free tomorrow to do a program? And I'm like, uh, yes. Thankfully, this, uh, that program, like I said, it was the same program being done at two different locations. So it was being done at the location I was working at on Tuesday. So I was able to look over the notes, look over the books, look over, you know, look over everything before I actually arrived on Wednesday morning. You mean you didn't have to do this thing seriously off the fly? No, thankfully. Okay. And it was a good program. It was, if anyone doesn't know about the... No, um, if anyone doesn't know about the... the Ontario Library Association has awards and they have different levels. They're all named after trees. There's like blue spruce, red maple, white pine. 
depending on age level. This one was the Blue Spruce story time. So if you have a young child who is about sort of picture book reading age, you might want to take a look at some of the past Blue Spruce nominees and stuff to see some really good books because they were so the books were really really good but yeah so it has been like crazy crazy week hence the alcohol and the cookies right yes. now. yes and earlier this week i was like i really think we should we should go out and drink to, to end march break and i was like oh crap saturday night is march st patrick's day it's going to be insane yes it is and, epic drinking night for everybody yeah and the only problem is that i have been surrounded by people and busyness all week I want to drink in peace. So, yes. So instead, we're drinking at Maggie's house while podcasting. Yay! Um, and for the same reason, so I've been doing mostly easy stuff. I pulled out the koala socks that I was doing. I mentioned last time I might pull them out because I didn't think it was going to fit right, and it really wasn't going to. And I know the yarn and the pattern just weren't, you know, syncing up perfectly. They're they're lovely on their own. It was the Indigo Dragonfly Reno Cashmere Nylon yarn I was using. And the patterns from the Soctopus book. And they're really lovely each on their own, but I don't think they were working together very well. Okay. So instead I'm doing a different Soctopus sock. Okay. Doing the 100 Acre Wood socks. And I'm using Indigo Moon yarn. Okay. This is a dyer from British Columbia, I believe. So I have the first sock is well past the heel and going up the leg. Dude. And it's these lovely little interlocking leaf shapes. And they are super, super easy. It starts at the toe with a Turkish cast on, which I had never done before, but which is actually fairly easy. Okay. And looks kind of nifty. And there is, the setup for it is fairly complicated because there's three different sizes. And it starts fairly low in the toe with these little pearl ridges mm -hmm. that sort of sets up to the, the one stitch that starts the bottom of the leaf. The first okay. leaf. Okay. You have to read the section where it's setting up, where you're increasing the toe and setting up fairly carefully to make sure you're increasing the right amount for the right size. Okay. Once that's done, though, you and just... once you have the pattern set up, you know, you have the two, the what, the pearl knit pearl little ridges, and there's nine knit stitches in between each of those. And those sort of become your boundaries for the leaves. Okay. So, you know, one leaf you do, or on the top half of the, half of the leaf, you do a double decrease. To pull it together. Right. And on the other side, on either side of the stem, you do increases. Right. And I mean, you can only do increases so far until you only have, you know, one stitch for a stem. Yeah. For the other, yeah. the other leaf. So you kind of... So really... Self-regulating. Yeah. So it has, like I said, it has sort of boundaries that you can't really go past. So it's very easy to keep track of where you are in the pattern. And it took very little time before I was like, okay, I have this memorized. I can do this whenever. So you just sort and of run with it, it like, a pig, like a bear with a pig on a kite. A what? <laughs> you just run with it like a bear with a pig on a kite. Piglet stuck on the kite? Okay. Never mind. I'm still not... Winnie the Pooh? Okay. My brain is not working. I am tired. Welcome to my brain and, and alcohol. And I've had alcohol. Come on. But yeah, so the first sock, the heel on it is a little tight. I tried the heel. I actually did the heel the heel for a small of the smaller size because the size I was doing was turning out really huge. Okay. So I ripped it back and tried the smaller size and it's a little tight, which probably would have been helped if, you know, maybe I'd used a bigger needle for the heel flap because the heel flap is an eye of partridge heel, which is basically if it's a, a slit one, knit one. Yeah. But it's sort of offset. So okay. whatever stitch on the last row you slipped, you knit that. Whatever one you knit, you slip it. So it looks like a, a dimpled sort of pattern. Yeah, theoretically. You can kind of see it. I'm yeah. pointing to Maggie right yeah. there. Uh, not so much up here where I kind of screwed it up. So I've got the first sock well up the leg. 
Second sock, I'm on the toe because I think it was like Wednesday night where I was actually like, okay, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to carefully do the toe so that I can then take these around. And then the other easy peasy, easy peasy things I've been doing. I worked, started, did some work on the stockinette socks that I haven't mentioned in months. I actually had to look back through my notes and see <laughs> where did mom get this yarn again? Because I couldn't remember the name of the store. And I think it was like September that I found in my podcast notes where I had actually mentioned the name of the yarn. It's the dyed by design socks in sort of lovely sock lovely fall colors that my mom got for me in Ram at Ram Shambles in yarn store in York in the UK. And they made for a nice stockinette project until I got to knit night on Thursday. Oh yes. And after getting up and joggling the table so that someone's tea fell over and got a book and a magazine a little wet, I started knitting on them again and I snapped the Knit Picks Harmony needle that I was using to knit them. The circular yes. needle. Boo. It has not been a good week. No. It's like one of those weeks where the universe finds tiny little ways to just screw me. So yeah, so I haven't been working on those much. And it was especially galling because it was the day after I had placed an order for more, more knitting needles. needles from, not from Knit Picks, but from somewhere else. But it just, you know, mm -hmm. if it had happened 24 hours before, I could have added that size needle to my order. So instead I'm going to have to find another needle. I can't remember if I was using, I know it's a wooden, I think it's a 2 millimeter or a 2.25 millimeter. I can't quite remember which, but I'm going to have to do a little experimentation because one of the things I found with wooden needles is that I knit a little more loosely when I'm not, you know, breaking Stressed. the needle, obviously. So if it's a two millimeter, I might have to try a 2.25 metal needle to see if that'll get about the same gauge, but I don't really care. <laughs> no. But yeah, that's pretty much what I've been doing because I've, I haven't been home that much. Fun times. Fun times. Okay. Yes. Where's my drink? I need more alcohol. Okay. So I'm moving into the squee of geek and staying in the, uh, in the, uh, nitty type vein. We have been notified about an Olympic yarn bombing that has happened in Saltburn, North Yorkshire. And of course, everybody knows about the Olympics coming up in London this summer. And one mystery knitter who is very proud of, I suppose, where the location will be this year. There is, I guess, a banister along a pier is what it looked like. Yeah, it looks like a, <laughs> a railing along a pier or seawall. That has the compulsory, you know, yarn bombing of multiple colors, different colors just going on and about 50 little knitted figurines it's it's kind of like every single one of the almost every single one i think they said almost every event at the olympics was represented somehow some way i did not see that little note i saw i've seen pictures of the the yarn bombing but i hadn't seen the note but about they had the the canoeing they had weightlifting they had hurdles they had everything gymnastics they had and it's all kinds of stuff. And it's and it's drawing attention from tourists. Like it's become a destination spot now to go yeah. see it. Tiny little town in Yorkshire. I was kind of wondering what local police might think of yarn bombings because yes, it's technically graffiti, but it's soft graffiti and that it can be removed without damaging anything. Yeah. It doesn't do any damage yeah. to what it's on. Right. And in this particular case, of course, it's attracting attention of a positive nature. Mm -hmm. I, I kinda wonder what Hey, is anybody married to a policeman or something like that? Or is a policeman? Or policewoman? Or you know what I'm trying to say. Let us know what the law in your area thinks about yarn bombings. 
Yep, if you've had one in your vicinity. You and actually, there's a book I just recently saw, if anyone would like to do something like this. There is one called Knit Olympics. I think it's by the same person who did the book Knitivity, K-N-I-T, and... A few other of those books that have like little sort of toy things in them. I cannot remember the life of me, but Knit Olympics is the title. Okay, there's really no way to segue into this. So, moving into some movie-ish news. Oh, yay. There is a trailer out for the Tim Burton, Johnny Depp, Dark Shadows movie. (laughs) This has just sort of erupted in the last few days where I saw some pictures and sent them to Karen, and Karen sent me back a trailer. Yeah, just today I saw the trailer. Oh, my God. And basically, from the initial looks of it, only initial looks, bring the s'mores and the ghost stories because this looks so camp. It's so good. But that's only the initial <laughs> looks. There are some people who say that they believe this is going to be darker than what the uh, trailer is letting on. But yeah, oh my god, you're a vampire trying to reclaim the grandeur of the family, but in the 1970s. Ah, we are talking <laughs> disco, and we are talking lava lamps, and we are talking all of that. And not oh my god, like there's a picture of Johnny Depp looking at as and and I I think I even said I'm sorry. This is. If Johnny Depp was a vampire, this is exactly what I imagine him to be doing. Dressed in his finery and looking intently into the eyes of of a plastic dinosaur. Because that obviously holds the secret to the universe. If only you could figure out how to communicate with it. It's got the... The trailer has a lot of snappy little campy... Humorous work. Yeah. Bits. How soon can the horses be ready? We don't have horses. We have a Chevy. It looks good. And the only thing that I've heard is that is just that it. Haven't heard much. The the marketing on this has been almost nil. Yeah, I think it's still got a while before it comes out. I can't remember exactly. I heard it was May. Serious? Yeah. Two months before it's supposed to be released. And we only just get a trailer now? I know. This is what I'm saying. Like, the the marketing on it has been non-existent. Nobody, almost nobody knows about this. Yeah. I saw a couple comments about the trailer where a couple people who had watched the soap especially i think it's people who had seen it when they were kids or teenagers like the the 1970s version they were sort of like what is this this is nothing like what i remember and loved but as cleolinda she of the brilliant movies in 15 minutes and wonderful twilight recaps mentioned in a way they kind of it seems like they might have to have gone in a completely different direction because people who know the series and who love the series at the time probably aren't going to, wouldn't be happy if they, with anything they tried to make it like yeah. the original. And that's not being like, oh, fans are so picky or something like that. It's, you know, it would be very hard for them to recapture whatever it was that made people gravitate towards it, really love it. So they kind of have to do it as its own thing and try and make its own, you know, their movie as a separate entity and try and make it something that more people will enjoy. Yeah. Or people who haven't seen the first, the earlier versions will enjoy, which is a valid position. Yes. I think that's true. I'm also seeing Johnny Depp, you know, dress up like a little, like a 18th century playboy. Yes. It should be interesting. I was actually sort of like, eh, about this whole thing. Cause I hadn't seen the, the soap or anything like that. It was just sort of like, nah, okay, this sounds like it could be interesting until I saw the trailer. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, I want to see this so bad. <laughs> this is going to be glorious. Mainly for it. all the campy reasons. Love it. Love the camp. Moving from camp, though, into science. The world's first pashmina goat has been cloned in India. Now, the pashmina goat 
is where we get cashmere from. And this particular species of goat only lives in a certain Himalayan region. And it's one of those regions that is debated upon who it belongs to, but we won't go into that. Yeah. And they have to live in this region in order to grow the, the soft undercoat that we know is cashmere. You know, we put them on mm -hmm. a ranch somewhere in San Diego. It's just not going to work. Yeah. Never mind that ranches aren't in San Diego, but... The kid's name is Nuri. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. N-O-O-R-I, and it means light. And she was born on March 9th, and it is to help with the population of the pashmina goats. Mm -hmm. Now, the funny thing is, is that this was not done... This was done with a microscope and a steady hand. That was the quote in the article. Wow. This was not done with uber amounts of companies and chemicals. And yeah, this was done with a microscope and a steady hand. Done. <laughs> Holy crap. And I'm like, wow, we're going old school cloning here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, you know, the 21st century when you talk about old school cloning. Anyways, yes. <laughs> it's taken two years to get Nuri, but because of the process that they now have down, they're able to have another kid within six months. And another benefit is that they're going to try and increase the population of the Asian red deer, which is an endangered species in the area. Mm -hmm. So that's something positive that will hopefully be coming out of it in the future. I know there's a lot of naysayers and a lot of critics about cloning and religion and, you know, versus nature and all sorts of other stuff. But hey, if it helps the population of an endangered species come back from extinction, I'm all for it. Yeah. If they wind up, you know, splicing together bog monsters and kittens then we might pick at them or something like that. I think they already have. Its name is Podcast Kitty. <laughs> Podcast Kitty is curled up and asleep and oblivious to the ill treatment and slander. <laughs> yeah, well, Podcast Kitty is also getting petted. There we go. And scritched. But yeah, I mean, obviously, the, you know, the ideal thing would also be to, you know, have humans stop whatever they're doing that's screwing things up for said endangered animals. Yes. But, I mean, it, I can also imagine it would help, too, with... Imagine it would be pretty useful because part of the problem with replacing these species is getting them to breed or depending on like I know with pandas yeah you know the fact that they they're very rarely in heat or depending on how long it takes for you know the 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 fetus to gestate and stuff that in itself can be a problem about getting the species to replace itself even were you to fix things it would take a lot longer yep. for the species to yeah regenerate simply because of the way, you know, their reproductive patterns. So we're going the way of Star Trek and we're using science to help. I mean, we could, so it could be kind of useful just to have certain animals, you know, cloned so you can have extra, you can put more goats in that area. Yeah. I mean, part, part of it is that now that we have this global economy that you can order cashmere from India, the demand for it is so astronomical. India can't keep up and it's it's importing cashmere from China to export. So anyway. Well, and that's why cash, that's one of the reasons cashmere is so expensive is because of the scarcity endangeredness yeah. of the animal. And the fact that it will only develop this undercoat when it's living in the in right conditions. Oh, and if you want to read about that story, you can go to www.wtop.com and uh, just put in a search for clone goat. Because yeah. the the, the uh, web address for it was a bunch of 
nonsense numbers and oh, stuff yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. I hate those addresses. Yeah, the gobbledygook addresses. Yeah. Okay, another cool thing I have seen. So io9.com had a drawing from a digital artist named Victor Hugo, and they say that yes, as far as I can tell, that is his real name. He created a 3D image of Tony Stark hanging out in his lab, but it's, of course, a digital drawing, and it looks slightly like what you'd imagine Yeah, Pixar. Say a Pixar Iron Man would look like. Would that not be awesome? Oh my god. <laughs> they were saying, can you imagine a Pixar Avengers short? That would be so freaking awesome. I know. And Disney kind of has a hand in or somewhat ownership of both Marvel and Pixar. I didn't know that. So it is a possibility. Theoretically. A theoretical possibility. Obviously there are no plans. Is it actually it's Hugo originally set out to do a digital rendering of an image from the Iron Man arc Armor Wars. And it's Tony sort of holding his Iron Man. A la Hamlet and Yorick. Alas, poor Yorick. His Iron Man um helmet yeah i saw that picture and i'm like oh my god that would be so awesome (laughs) it does look sort of pixar-ish it does it's way cool so you can go to io9 and they have the the image at the top of the article and you should really just see it just to see yeah just to let your imagine imagination go wild about what it would be like where they could go with that love it it would be awesome and speaking of handsome people in the hero division nathan fillion has confirmed he is going to play hermes in the sequel to the lightning thief basically the olympians he is going to play yeah the percy jackson and the olympians right he is going to play the greek messenger god hermes who is also known as the god of liars tricksters orators and thieves oh my god i can see nathan fillion fitting that part captain tight pants is getting wings on his shoes (laughs) i have seen the first movie the lightning thief it's actually kind of cool i haven't seen it but i would totally watch the second one just for nathan fillion well, the shoes are Converse. Yeah, this this boats to be interesting. We only just found out about this this evening, so don't have a lot of input on it yet, but Nathan has confirmed about it. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait to see what they do with this. I can't wait to see, like, promo pictures and stuff just to see what his costuming and stuff is going to be like. I would assume... Well, Captain's high pants go to Captain's no pants. Togas, come on! I'll be my bunk. <laughs> of course, I'm assuming we probably won't see any for a little while because I'm assuming... Well, obviously, they would have to film his parts at least during the hiatus for castle so at the earliest i think tv show most tv shows wrap up filming for the year in april okay sometime in april so it'd probably be like may june july something like that or may june i think by july and august they're going back the tv shows are going back into production yeah probably somewhere in may and june we might get like you know set pictures sometime after that we'd probably get like actual promo pictures i could definitely see him playing that type of character just with his snarky sort of like crass attitude yeah his smart slightly smarmy too yeah oh come on you love it when i'm an asshole attitude yes that is pretty much nathan fillion's character (laughs) and really captain mal was you know well they were scavengers and chips on their shoulders yeah renegades that sort of thing. Not like liar, thief sort of level, but they were sort of get edging toward that sort of spectrum. I can see him being an ever so charming liar. God of orators, which mm-hmm. is just the nice way of saying he uses his tongue really well. Oh my god, Maggie, don't put those ma- don't put those thoughts in my head. <laughs> I'm going back to my drink. Okay. Uh, I'll be in my bunk. So, moving on. Yes, moving on. 
Speaking of handsome men in very attractive costumes, there are behind-the-scenes featurettes for Snow White and the Huntsman online. I can't wait to see this movie. <laughs> I need this movie in my life, like air. There's one about the evil queen. There's one about the costuming and one that shows some of the, the settings and things like that. And, ooh, this looks interesting. Yeah, and... It looks like there's some serious battle <laughs> scenes in this movie. Yeah, uh, especially... Involving because before with the first trailer that we saw, we saw a lot of the Queen and the Huntsman. Mm -hmm. Snow White was just sort of like a tag at the end where you saw her a bit on a horse, a bit in the forest, something yeah. like that. No, there's a hell of a lot of running, jumping, and dodging that she has to do. And I'm props go to anybody in this movie because they're doing a hell of a lot of physical activity. Yeah, hell of a lot. Yeah, looking at the trailer, it wasn't. You know, you could never be sure how they had really done the battle scenes and maybe, you know, how much. Obviously, whether they're doing it green screen or whatever, Kristen Stewart is doing a lot of, like, swinging a sword yeah, and, and running and, and jumping. Beating and... people up and stuff. But it looks like from the, the stuff we saw in the featurettes, those battle scenes are 300 people in costume, actually swinging prop yeah. swords at each other. Because they showed us one of the helicopters, like, flying in. For over the beach where a bunch yeah. of the cavalry was riding in. And yeah, it's, there's not a stunt dummy on that horse that she's riding. She's riding it. Yeah, and I think the costume designer said that for that scene, she made a thousand costumes. Yeah, two armies. Yeah, and it's not just, you know, people in motion capture suits. This is like actual practical stuff. Yeah. Which looks like it's going to be very interesting. Oh man, I, I can't really wait. Want to see this movie. I can't wait for this movie. And there's all sorts of really neat details they showed about the, the evil queen's costumes. I love that feather cape she has. Oh, God. That yes. feather cape's awesome. And that one's coming out June 1st, so. Love to see, love to see. <laughs> There's going to be see. like, we're going to be seeing a movie like every two weeks this summer. This is bad? No. No. Obviously not. It helps if they, you know, time themselves so that they come out the day after payday, but. Yeah, it, it does. <laughs> Put it on taxes as like job expense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can we write off stuff for the podcast, I think? <laughs> We'd have to have a special kind of accountant. The crooked kind, probably. Yeah. And be like, ma'am, are you really declaring this much yarn on your taxes? It's a business expense. Hell yeah. Don't even get me started on the roving and the needles. Oh, and in some other movie news, which I know some people are going to be like cynical and everything about it, but I don't care because Universal has placed Jurassic Park 3D on its schedule for 2013. And this is Karen's happy place. I don't care! I know, like, I would be somewhat snarky about, like, any other movie if they were making it 3D, because, you know, post-production 3D, it's probably just like, A, it's, I know it's probably not going to be the best 3D in the world, and it's going to be, like, mainly done so that they can charge more ticket prices and stuff like that. I don't care, because it's Jurassic Park, and I'm going to be seeing some 3D Tyrannosaurus Rex. Thank you very much. I don't care. I love that movie. As I was telling Maggie earlier, like, I don't care if they re-released it in 2D. I would still go see it a bunch of times, because I love that movie, and I want to see it again in theaters. And I didn't get to, because twice people have been yanking my chain about this. There was the time they were they when they re-released the the when they released the Blu-ray of it last fall. I believe we mentioned it in a very early podcast that oh they're gonna be putting Jurassic Park in the theaters. Yeah, only in the UK, which none of the articles mentioned until like two weeks before it actually came out on Blu-ray. And then a few weeks ago there was a special like you know classic movie thing at some of the movie theaters in Canada, but the closest one to us was like forty-five minutes away. And I looked, but there was no way I could do it. And I was like, I want to see Jurassic. 
Jurassic Park oh, for the big screen Karen. again. But When's yeah. it supposed to be out? I think it's the July 19th, 2013, which would really be like 20 years to when it came out since it came out the first time i know i just when i when i just said that i'm like oh my god 20 years it's the 20th anniversary of jurassic park damn i feel old don't get me started but i don't care i want to see it again especially as i've been sort of in in this epic movie mood Mood. recently okay oh yeah and the new ipad is out talk amongst yourselves yeah it's not like we can really discuss it because i haven't used any of the other ipads really yeah other than borrowing one of our friends at Knit Night occasionally to look something up. We've heard everything from, oh my god, I have to have this in my life now, to, I don't really need this. It's not that much different from the iPad 2, but I'm still going to order it and have it in my life. And it has been described, I, I find this funny, that it's not a Jessica Rabbit wow, as in it doesn't smack you off of your feet yeah. right away visually, but apparently it's a slow seduction that you don't realize you're being pulled in. Anyways, so there you go. Like I said, talk amongst yourselves. Okay, so moving into Cravings, Covets, and Crushes, I have a couple books which have recently come into my local library for us to peruse. One of which we mentioned a long time ago when I saw that it was on order. And it is a book called Knits for Nerds. That's just so funny. It's by Joan of Dark, (laughs) a.k.a. Tony Carr. She did the Knockdown Knits, the roller derby themed knitting book. She's also, her patterns have also been published on knitpicks.com and in the Vampire Knits book. And so she's done a book of all different kinds. This spans quite a few genres. Nerdy, nerdy things. Yes, it has, it's split up into, I believe it's four main sections. Fantasy, science fiction, comics and manga, and other stuff for nerds. For example, in the fantasy section... There's the Hobbit Feet Slippers, <laughs> in case anybody wants to take a look at those for wearing to the Hobbit. Yeah, I agree. Those are a little fuzzy on the top. Yeah. It looks like they she uses, like, fleece. Yeah, like they thrummed for it, it on the outside. I'm thinking I would probably use, like, fun fur. Fleece, it, it would probably depend on the fleece that you got, but they, these ones, look they might look a little more like, you know, foot dreadlocks or something. <laughs> but yeah, they're basically, they're, like, worsted white slippers with fur. On the top. Most of the patterns are by Tony Carr. There are a few other designers. Like, there is one shawl in here, the Summer Queen shawl, that was inspired by the urban fantasy novel Wicked Lovely by Melissa Marr. And that was designed by Ilana Ailey Munson. And it's quite pretty. It's like a fur and lace pattern that goes along. I should go. I should read that book. That sounds like something interesting. And then, of course, there's something for the the baby geek in your life. The baby elf beanie with little pointed ears. Well, really, in my opinion, those ears should be put down there. He kind of looks like, you know, from Shrek. Yeah. It says, or knit the base in brown and the ears in gold for a baby Viking helmet. Nice. And I think you squealed about this one. Mr. Nancy's hat. Yeah. From Neil Gaiman. Yes. American Gods. And Nancy uh, Boys, I think. Yeah, it is. he shows up in quite a few places. I keep wanting to call him N N N N N N C. Yeah, well, it's, it says here in Nancy Boys, it's where we get to know Mr. Nancy, but he first appears in American Gods. Yeah, and they have Mr. Nancy's hat and Mr. Nancy's gloves. The secret beaded bag from Harry Potter. Yep, Hermione's bag. Magic not enclosed. And of course, you go to science fiction. They have the horrible gloves. Mm-hmm. Which are, of course, Penny's hand warmers from Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. There's the cunning scarf and cunning socks, based on the very famous Jane hat from Firefly. And then, of course, from the cover, there's the space princess hats. Oh, God. Which are hats that replicate two of Princess Leia's hairdos. Yeah. Including the cinnamon, cinnamon buns. <laughs> it actually makes her look a little bit like a ram. And there's the next generation sweater. Just don't make it in red. I forget. If, I actually think security in 
Next Generation is in yellow. Yes. I think the officers are in red. That's true, because Picard wears red. Yeah. But yes, it's, it's a basic sweater, which of course has red across the sleeves and the top of the chest, and then black below it. And of course, all you need is the pin, and you're all set. Yes. And there's the... Holodeck. Tri- make me a yarn store. Damn, I find so many oh uses my God. for that holodeck. Only if you could take the yarn out of the holodeck. But then that's what the replicator's for. There you go. I would... Replicator? I would like merino fingering weight yarn with a two-ply with a tight twist. I would find so many uses for the holodeck. I would live in it. Oh, God, yeah. I, I would never Maggie come out. Maggie is late for her shift. Where is she? Holodeck. I would never come out of the holodeck. And, of course, there's also the Trek girl dress. So there's a dress similar to the style in the first uh, Trek series, the original Trek series. The troublesome toy. Tribbles! The time traveler scarf. Infamous. Yes, the Doctor Who scarf, of course. And then the aim to misbehave jacket from Firefly. And then I won't really comment on as much of the comic stuff because there's a fair bit of there I'm like, okay, yes, nod, I don't know what the series is. But in the other stuff they have a little... They call it the Book Wizard Bag, which is basically a little bag that's in... This one's in Gryffindor colors. Knitted tie. This one has... There's actually a knitted tie that has, like, a DNA... It's a helix. ...chart. The Bing, Be- Big Bang Guys sweater vest. Nice. And the Big Bang Girls sweater vest. There's a laptop bag, which is actually a, ch- a chessboard. Mobius scarf. A few other things. So there's lots of really nerdy things in here. There's a couple little things, like, I should probably mention, like... There could have been a couple more pictures of certain projects. I would suggest you, ch- you check Ravelry if you're looking at this too, because like for certain things like the, the aim to misbehave jacket, there's actually no picture of the front of the mm-hmm. jacket in the book. There is one on Ravelry. Okay. But obviously you would want to check what the front of the jacket looks before you decide whether you're going to make it. Yeah, because so, that's a lot of knitting. Yeah, so I'd highly suggest that you check the book's entry on Ravelry so you can see all the pictures. I love the pink killer bunny. And the other thing is, like, I would, I'll have to check in Ravelry and see if this is in another color because the, the tie that has the DNA helix on it, the colors that they chose were... Very similar. Yeah, it's really hard to see the pattern. It's brown and purple. Yeah, so I would highly suggest looking at Ravelry and seeing the alternate pictures that didn't make it in the book. Right. The other book that I have... It's so pretty! It's so cute! This one's actually a picture book, and it's called Extra Yarn by Mac Barnett and illustrated by John Classen, who actually is from Niagara Falls. That's very cool. And it's, oh, it's so cute. It's about a little girl named Annabelle who lives in a town where everything is, you know, the white of snow or the black soot from chimneys, it says in the book. And she finds a box filled with yarn of every color. And so she makes sweater for herself and she still has yarn left. So she makes a sweater for her dog and for her friend and his dog and for all of her classmates and all of her, you know, her parents and all of her neighbors. And every time she always has extra yarn. Yeah. So she keeps knitting and knitting and knitting. She even makes, there's this page, she made sweaters for all the dogs and all the cats and for other animals too. And there's a picture of you know, cats, dogs, a bear, a rabbit. Yep. And then she proceeds to go on a knit for things that don't need knitting, like <laughs> houses. And mailboxes, until the entire town is covered in knitting. And a complication arises when an archduke arrives and wants to buy the box of yarn from her, and she refuses. But it is so adorable. The drawings are just lovely. I love how they've done the knitted fabric. Yeah. It looks almost like it was like a, a stamp of some kind, or like a, a woodblock. Yeah. Carved woodblock or something that was maybe painted with, with you know, different splotches, color, yeah. splotches of color and then stamped on the page. I'll agree with that. Page. And I've seen the, the some of the illustrator's other work. 
face. And he uses very simple sort of lines for all the characters, but there's a lot of expression through the eyes and the posing of the characters. Even like one of the other books he did has a, like the bear, a bear is the main character and it's only all other animals. And there's a lot that's told through the way the bear, the way the bear's eyes move. Yeah. The book, you should also check out the book. I want my hat back. It's it's really cute. It has a slightly gruesome ending. <laughs> Not like it doesn't show anything, obviously, but it, it's amusing. Okay. For parents and child alike. But I love this book. I've seen quite a few bloggers and stuff mention it. And I have been eagerly waiting for the library to get it in. And it's so cute. It is very, very nice. So if you have a little knitter in your life <laughs> or a grandchild who appreciates anything, you definitely want to check that one out. I have two patterns that I'm going to share. If you would be so kind as to pull up a rav page for me. Do a search for nightingale socks. Pink and black. Wow. Yeah, this is a pattern that I can admit I love and I will never ever ever knit. Holy goddamn. Aren't they pretty? Wow. These are the nightingale socks by Vintage Pearls. It was in her sock club in winter of 2009 and it the currently the pattern is six dollars in New Zealand funds and it calls for 840 yards of, that, of yarn yeah that's about five bucks Canadian so probably again about five bucks American but still look at the pattern wow that isn't five bucks Canadian for that girl is underselling herself damn because this is it is a toe up stranded color work and it literally does what looks like a tapestry of nightingales going up yeah. your leg the background is black and the nightingales are in the contrast color in this case it's pink yeah it looks like a semi-solid pink and it is holy crap that is really intricate it looks like like you said sort of like tapestry yeah and the nightingales are sitting on these vines that just sort of swirl around behind them and there's all these little leaves and it looks like they go up to about mid-calf at least mm -hmm. or there's probably i think there's a shorter version here perhaps no i would say that's about the the, hun the husky part of your calf yeah yeah it says extensive charts are provided including reversed versions for the second sock pattern assumes color work and chart reading knowledge previous knowledge of toe-up sock knitting is not necessary that is extremely pretty and also amazing <laughs> this is something you would rightful should rightfully be proud of yourself for there's making, one reversed making. where the Ooh, nightingales yeah. are in white Oh, it looks like, look, there's somebody who's converted it onto a sweater. Onto a sweater. That's amazing. In rainbow colors. Wow. Yeah, it looks like they use something like Kayuni or one of those, yeah. again, one of those gradient yeah. yarns. There's another one who's put it on a, as a panel on a sweater. There's one on a cardigan, one on a sweater. That's like a one-of-a-kind sweater right there. You're not going to find that anywhere. Yeah, there's another sweater. And it looks like they put in oh. another sort of little flower pattern at the sides oh. there. Wow. You guys, okay, you guys have to see this. Even if color work isn't your thing, even if you don't think you will ever make these, you really have to see them just to see the artistry. Because, damn. The other thing is what I'm going to knit after I finish my two Loverboy socks. <laughs> and that I'm, is? I'm going to make smog socks! I know we've discussed a lot of the Lord of the Rings socks before and by the same person, Claire Ellen. These are from the Socks There and Back Again collection. There are only a few up so far because obviously it's it's like one a month type thing. Mm -hmm. And these first few are going to be available in April for purchase. And I want me some smog socks. This is not going to be my Hobbit mega project. This is just, <laughs> oh my god, I, I found smog. I found the perfect yarn on Blue Moon. I'm putting the two together and they better work. It looks like a mock cable done with like a slip stitch to make it look sort of cable-y that goes across the foot and around the sort of side of the foot to the heel, sort of like... A like kaime wood. Yeah, yeah. Cookie's kaimes, if you know what those look like. And that creates sort of a 
diamond of reverse stockingette on the instep, and there's sort of a sort of a slip stitch bar pattern, texture, yeah. textured pattern that goes along one side of the foot that it's that the mock cable is angling towards, and then at the top of the leg and at the back. It's kind of hard to describe because it's one of those ones where, you know, things go off in one direction. Yeah, yeah, I understand. So you really need to take a look at these. But Oh, these are pretty. I'll click on the socks there and back again. Let's see what else she has. The Gollum socks. Yep. Oh, of course, they have a little ring at in the, the heel. And very bold cables at the front, too. Yeah, the Gollum socks at least says this pattern is offered exclusively to the Hobbit read-along, knit-along for the month of March. It'll be available for purchase April 1st, 2012. Oh, wow, there's a... Okay, when the, the cable on the Gollum socks when it gets to the leg it looks like the cable opens up and where you would imagine some cables they'll have pearl stitches in the in between the two strands yeah to sort of make so that they spread out more in this case there are actually no stitches so it's so they're a window. like rings yeah little sets of rings going up the leg yeah there's all kinds of designs there i think like you said i think we've mentioned it no maybe not we haven't they, well it they she has another collection that has gimli and samwise and Frodo and mm. Pippin and Gandalf and et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So I think this collection is gearing up for yeah, she's just the Legolas Hobbit. socks, Gimli socks. Yeah, I think, the, okay, yeah, these must be the ones just for the Hobbit. The other ones are in her, let me see the name of the collection for that one. The Fellowship of the Socks yes. is her other collection. I really want to make some of these now, <laughs> especially because I've been watching Fellowship of the Ring this week. That's been my downtime thing. Wednesday afternoon when I finally got home from work, I was like, I'm tired, I'm going downstairs, and I'm watching the first disc of Fellowship of the Ring. Ooh, I bet Gimli would look good in that sparkly blue stuff you gave me. Ooh, yes. And Gim oh, Gimli has those wonderful twisted stitch cables I love! Yeah, and actually, today when I was watching the second half of Fellowship of the Ring, I was just imagining what Smog is going to sound like. Oh my god. And I what can't... the Necromancer is going to sound like. And getting very happy in my pants. <laughs> it's gonna be so embarrassing is when it... we're at The Hobbit and we actually actually hear smog talk for the first time you and i are gonna be melting into our seats i know like, i know oh shit that's better to cover match but yeah so there's actually there's some ideas for possible hobbit knit along things yep. and thinking of lord of the rings inspired patterns susan pandorf who did the even star shawl and who did the Strider Cowl that mm -hmm. I'm working on and like bunch of other Lord of the Rings inspired patterns. She's having a knit along for her Mithril Vest pattern. She's done mystery knit alongs like the Evenstar was a mystery right, shawl. Right. But this one, this one is not a mystery. Like obviously she has photos of it up there on her website and on Ravelry and everything. But she says, as she says, the pattern is a challenging one that will benefit from the additional support and guidance a knit along provides. So the thing is she has, she says you will now have, have from now till June 10th, three months to complete your vest. And there will be Lord of the Rings prizes in Ooh. June for the... For a few lucky people that finished. She's got two threads on the Ravelry Lord of the Rings project board, which there's links from her blog, which is at a few stitches short.blogspot.ca. Actually, I'm assuming that's blogspot.com and blogspot is just immediately sending us to the CA because we're in Canada. Possibly. So there's things like the Lord of the Rings themed gradients yarn sets from the Unique, unique Sheep, socks inspired by Lord of the Rings from Unique Sheep, fiber bats, and the music of the Lord of the Rings films, a comprehensive account of Howard Shore's score. 
And a full set of Return of the King patterns. Wow. From her. So as in, she says, as in previous knit-alongs, I want to make this a charitable effort. So $2 out of every $10 Mithril Vest pattern sale during these months will go to Doctors Without Borders. Very cool. So yes, you can go to her blog, like I said, a few stitches short.blogspot.com. And from the looks of it, just so you know, there look like there is errata on the Mithril. Yeah, there, the next post down is there is some errata. Okay, and then another newsy thing about a Susan Pandorf pattern. As we mentioned, she did the Even Star Shell. And she's got a coupon code with the Knit Girls podcast. So that's www.thekknitgirlls.com. So three L's in girls. Where you can get $2 off the Even Star pattern if you use a coupon code, which you can find in the Knit Girls episode. So you have to actually watch the episode. To... <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. Right. Because that wouldn't be entirely fair. So you'll have to go to the Knit Girls website and see their episode to get the coupon code. And I highly endorse the podcast anyway, which I have only just been able to regularly watch because finally, now that I have a new computer, I can actually watch video casts on iTunes before my computer would not be able to handle it. Mm. So now I can actually subscribe to them. So I'm trying to find new podcasts and new knitting especially video casts. Okay. So if anyone knows some really good ones, let me know. But yes, so if you've if you've been tempted to make an even star shawl, which I have been very tempted this last week. I have been so tempted to cast on, except for the part that, you know, I don't have yarn in the amount required. Yeah, that isn't earmarked for something else. And it's been a bizarre kind of crazy week for you. Yeah, and this is not the time to start the Even Star Shawl because it's gorgeous. But there are some fairly, like, slightly complicated bits from what I've seen. Though I, I do have a bit, quite a bit of undyed lace yarn downstairs. <laughs> so I could either do it undyed or I could now that um, dye my own. Now that March break is winding to a close. Yeah, eventually. I'm so, oh, I've been so tempted. Probably, again, it's probably possibly because I've been doing, I've been watching Fellowship, but like, okay. I, I really want to do an even star show though. But I'm also trying to, I'm trying to not make the stash down a cast on all the things and end up with 50 wor works in progress. Yeah. Because that doesn't really help. That's counter-effective, too. Yeah. That doesn't really help me reduce stash. No. It creates stress. Yeah, it creates more stuff. Yeah. Considering I already have projects that are works in progress that I have been reluctant to work on because part of me is like, but it doesn't count towards the stash down. Oh, dear. It doesn't actually get skeins of stash out of their little cubbies. Okay, I think we're getting to our sugar crash. Yeah. Bye. The sugar and alcohol crash. So we need to go back upstairs and decide on either more alcohol, more sugar, or some of the corned beef and cabbage. Yeah, some of the real food. Some of the real food. Okay, everybody, we hope that you had a fun but safe St. Patrick's Day, wherever you are. If you're in Savannah, Georgia, OMG, my prayers are with you. They had 15,000 in the parade this year. My God. One, five, thousand. How long did you say someone, a friend of yours said it took? Something like three hours. Wow. Yeah, I had a friend of mine call me from Savannah. She was waiting for her husband to get off of work, and she had been drinking since 7 that morning. <laughs> so she was doing drunk long-distance calling. So, hope everybody's had a good week, good couple weeks. If you also had March break in your area, I hope you had fun with the kidlets off school. And for anybody else out there... And thank God they go back to school next week. <laughs> for anybody else out there in the library system, we hope that the kids in your area have actually been productive and done their homework on time. Okay, see you guys later. Have a good week, guys. 
Thanks for listening. To visit our show notes, listen to old episodes, or leave something in our tip jar, you can visit us at knit1geek2.mtpockets.org. That's K-N-I-T-1 G-E-E-K 2 dot M-T dash P-O-C-K-E-T-S dot O-R-G. You can also comment at our Ravelry group. Just search the Ravelry groups for Knit One Geek Two. We're also on Twitter. You can find us at www.twitter.com slash knit one geek two. Have a good week, everybody.